Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're working our way through 1 Timothy in our current series, Behave Yourself. Now let's jump in and hear what Kurt has to say. And welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Going to talk about widows today. I think we all know a widow. Uh, Maybe you're listening right now and you are a widow. Uh, The Bible has so many things to say about widows. And I don't know why we don't talk more about it, but widows feature prominently in the New Testament. Uh, John, let's just go back and forth one at a time. Uh, Just New Testament passages that refer to widows. G- give, give me one. I think of Luke 7 and the widow who her son had, or she was a widow and her son had died and Jesus brought her son back to life. One of the three miracles of resurrection was a widow's son. When I think about a widow, I think about uh, Anna the prophetess uh, who prophesied about the coming of Christ to the temple at 40 days old. I think of James chapter 1, verse 27, where James points, James points out that, you know, pure and undefiled religion, and he emphasizes widows, is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. Again, emphasizing how important widows are to the church and how they treat widows is very particular to God. I think about the, the woman whom Jesus used as an example of importunate prayer. Uh, a widow that that needed uh, and went to that unjust judge and begged and begged. And God used the widow as an example of what it means to be desperate for God. Yeah, my mind's blinking out now, more good illustrations, but you are right, Pastor, about the Word of God in the Old and New Testament, how widows are treated is extremely important to God. Think about what Jesus said to the religious leaders. He said, you devour widows' houses. Jesus took special umbrage against the religion of the day because they were taking advantage of the weakest members of society, widows, uh, taking advantage and robbing them of their livelihood. I think about the situation in Acts chapter 6, where the entire church of Jerusalem was threatened because of the care of widows and how those adjustments were made in Acts chapter 6. Dealing with widows. I think about Jesus uh, on the cross saying to John, John, behold thy mother. He was caring for a widow uh, at the moment of his death. And so widows in the Bible, just they feature so, so prominently. And God cares for these widows. And watch how the Bible gives us some guidelines for caring for widows in the local church. So verse number three The Bible says, honor widows that are widows indeed. So, Timothy, you have a special obligation to to honor widows. Honor here doesn't necessarily mean give them attention and and bring them up in front of the church and clap for them. Honor means care for them, care for them. But then he, he introduces the term here, John, that is unique to 1 Timothy 5, and that is widows that are widows indeed, that are truly widows. Because just because a person has lost a husband doesn't make her a widow indeed. In other words, a widow that is to be cared for by the local church. You know, and we're going to find Paul explain this as he goes on down through here, become really apparent 
you know, what this woman is like, who's a woman indeed, how that she doesn't have, you know, children, doesn't have relatives who can care for her. She really is by herself needing somebody to help her and protect her and provide for her. So the Bible says in verse number four, if any widow have children or nephews, and nephews here could refer to grandchildren, uh, let them learn first to show piety, do the right thing at home, and to requite. That's an interesting word. Uh, Parents changed your diapers. Parents fed you. Parents provided for you. Parents met your needs when you had nothing to offer, that they may requite their parents for that is good and acceptable before God. So first of all, a widow is not a widow indeed if she has family members that can care for her. Exactly right. That reminds us that family members should be caring for their for widows in their family. You know, if you have a, a mother or, you know, a sister or somebody who is a widow and they need to be provided for, the family needs to gather around, help protect them and provide for them because that is what God does expect from the people of Christ is to care for people in their family. And when a church is funding a widow who has children and grandchildren who are neglecting their responsibility, then in essence, what that church is doing is enabling that child to be a freeloader. And so the pressure ought to be upon the child to repay that parent and to care for them. That, that is such a needed lesson in our society where we have just gotten to the place where we discard old people and we treat them in a way that is just horrific. It certainly is, Pastor. And it, it shows me that sometimes people can become entitled where they think, you know, my parents always should be doing for me, doing for me. But the Bible reminds us, you know, hey, your parents are taking care of you when you were young. You know, they fed you, they clothed you, they provided for you. It would only be right that if your parent is in a need that you that you take care of them, you look out for them. You don't just leave them by themselves and write them off. You have love for them and go back and do what is right by them. The Bible says in verse five, now she that is a widow indeed and desolate. Okay, so she she has nothing. She, she didn't have those children. She didn't have those grandchildren. She didn't have a, an endowment. She didn't have... Uh, a, you know, a uh, uh, any way to, to care for herself. She's desolate. So a widow indeed and desolate, she trusteth in God and continueth in supplications and prayers night and day. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. In other words, a widow indeed is one that has a, a Christian testimony, one that has great faith in God, not, not, not one that is uh, trying to live it up but one that is seeking God in her time of desperation. And Pastor, you and I, we both know widows who are widows indeed, who are great prayer warriors. You know, they spend a lot of time in prayer. Often they're involved in the church, you know, doing what they can to help. And so there are a lot of widows who are great servants of Jesus Christ, and they're devoted to serving Christ. Now that, you know, they have no children, their husband is gone, they really focus on him, and the church ought help and provide for them. So a widow has a responsibility, too, to understand um, I, I have more time. Uh, I have uh, a greater opportunity now to seek God. If the church is caring for me, I, I ought to be spending extra time in prayer, extra time serving God. 
not just freeloading and living in pleasure and living the life of an unsaved person, dead while she just concerned about my physical needs, but not concerned about any spiritual life. Look at verse number seven. And these things give in charge. Timothy, make sure that people understand this and abide by this, that they may be blameless, that widows might understand. So there's obligation on the part of the church, but there's obligation also on the part of the widow. And that's a good reminder that people often don't think about is when the church does help people out here, widows particularly, it is a two-way street. It's not like you mentioned a moment ago where you just simply help provide for somebody and then they just live in sin. They live how they want. They live in pleasure. That's contrary to the whole passage here. The passage is this mutual relationship where, yes, there are there are physical resources the church is providing, but there are spiritual resources that the recipient is providing for the body of Christ. Verse number eight is such a famous verse, and I think it's famously taken out of context because the Bible says, but if any provide not, For his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel, infidel, person without faith. Um, We use this verse to apply to parents that deadbeat dads and parents that don't uh, supply the needs of their children, but that's not the context. The context here is that of adult children providing for their parents. The Bible says when society gets to the place where the the wage earners and the healthy middle-agers aren't caring for those that are now in their sunset years, that is a heathen society. That is not a society based upon the faith of the Bible and God's word. What is interesting, Pastor, there are some cultures that are not at all biblical, And yet in that culture, they have a healthy respect for elders. And in that culture, they teach the value of respecting elders, providing for elders. And there is this mentality that when the people grow old, their kids do provide for them. And so there are ungodly cultures that have this kind of mentality of at least doing right physically by those who are older. And so if ungodly cultures can have that, then Christians, if they don't have that, they're, they're worse than some people that have the right actions but are not where they need to be with Jesus Christ. It's interesting, John, because it says in verse 8, if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house. So there's a distinction made. So there can be those that are my own and then those of my own house. And I think the, the idea there is that we ought to expand our understanding of those that belong to us. In other words, maybe not just my mom or dad, but what about that great aunt? What about that, uh, what about that family member who didn't have their own children, but you know, they always sent you that birthday card. They're always kind to you. They always, but we need to provide for our own, and especially those of our own house. Exactly right, Pastor. This reminds us, it goes more than just our immediate household, which we often think of. It does have a very broad idea here with the Apostle Paul, because it is only right that we should do that as individuals, help provide for people who who have these kind of circumstances, and God has blessed us. We can provide for them. We ought to step out and do that. So when the Bible says worse than an infidel, worse than those that do not have faith, worse than those that do not know the Bible, it doesn't say, hey, you're just like the unsaved. 
No, what it, what it says is you're actually worse than the unsaved. Why? Because you have knowledge, because you know better, because you have Christ, because you understand care and love in ways that they don't understand it. So you're doubly at fault because not only should everybody do this, this, this ought to be a societal norm, but especially should you do this knowing the care of, the love of Christ and the family of God. And this reminds me of what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, even back in Jewish day. It, it, this, 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 this kind of action happens in all kinds of cultures. But in Jesus' day, he talks about the son who his parents have a need and he is a hypocrite. And he says, well, I have these resources, but they're a gift for God. So I've dedicated this to God. So sorry, dad and mama, I can't give that to you. And Jesus talks about how wicked that man is. That's not a gift for God. If it really were a gift for God, he would help provide for his family who are in need. And it is easy for the human mind to rationalize things so readily when we're ready to live a selfish life full of pleasure for ourselves. But that is not how our Savior was. It's not how God the Father is. We are to be giving people just as he is. We're going to finish this discussion about widows next episode. But boy, the Bible says a lot about it. And the Bible says some very serious things about it. So maybe today would be a good day just to call your mom. Call your elderly dad, your grandpa, your grandma. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care for them. And let them know that as far as you're concerned, they'll always have a place as long as you're around. That's a good thing to say, and it's a biblical attitude to have. Well, I hope you have a great day today. Looking forward to jumping into verse 9 next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.